2: Uh wait, where are we? Is the podcast Start the show, yeah.
1: Oh. Podcast music finish. Oh. Start the show.
2: Hello, everyone, and hey. welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris and We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast who's sitting right before me, Mr. Pete Donaldson.
1: Pete? How are you doing? It feels, it feels rather strange being in the room with you. It only happens maybe once or twice a decade, it <laughs> seems like. And we are, it's a Monday afternoon, well, it's Monday morning uh, afternoon, and we're, we're just bashing out a show because uh, you've been so busy over oh. the past week. You've been punched in the face, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the you've done uh, two live shows uh, and meet and greets in between and stuff, and you've been floating around all over the place. How are, you, how are you handling it all, Chris? It's been a
2: roller coaster ride that started in <laughs> Tokyo, went to Vancouver, went to L.A., mm. and finally ended here in London, right before you at 12 o'clock in the morning. And I've just had my breakfast. Here
1: it is. Tell the viewers what you see. It's a, it's a kinder bueno, guys. Yes. I mean, he's got a kinder bueno and he's got a pound fifty Walkers ready salted grab bag. So, Lunch I mean, done. I mean... <laughs> Did you know a Kinder Bueno has uh,
2: to 572 calories per 100 kilogram? Now that is good. But it's, it's good grams value, of isn't Kinder it? Bueno. Good value, that's what you're saying, isn't it? I hadn't had breakfast. I'm busy running around trying to babysit Natsuki. I've had to like, leave him with Charlotte. I'm like, just but look oh. after Natsuki. And he's like, I want to buy a shoe shop. That was the last thing I heard right. when I left him with Charlotte. I want to buy a shoe shop. <laughs> last time he was here, a few years ago. Yeah, last time he was here, he we went to the shoe shop, didn't we? In That's uh, right. Mayfair, he,
1: he was obsessed with the, the the quality of British
2: shoes. He's, he's very odd. He's like, <laughs> I want to go Savile Row and buy shoes. It's like, well, we do yeah. suits on Savile Row, and ask you can get the shoes. We went into a shoe shop that was like by Queen's Royal Appointment. Had like Her Majesty's flag and badge The shoe's the door. not
1: going to be ready surely because you're going down one of those places they they, they, they custom make them they take weeks to, well, to, to turn
2: up In the first one we went in and uh, there was like a man carving a shoe out of some like dead cows in the corner, like a right. com- machine that I'd never seen from yeah. like the Victorian era I yeah. still used, like a ladle and, a, and like carving the leather. Right. And there was a man who just looked abhorrent and disgusted <laughs> that we'd walked in in the first place. I was sorry, <laughs> sir, What are we doing here? And uh, I was like, oh, this Japanese man would like to buy some shoes. Mm. And uh, like, how much are your shoes? And he was like, well, it's two thousand pounds per shoe. Per like, shoe? Per- for a pair. Said, oh, that's four, 000, that's that's four two thousand. That's two shoes. shoes. And I was like, let me just translate this. So Natsuki, and Natsuki was, I was like, it's, it's, uh, it's £4,000 Natsuki. He went, oh, mm, good. I saw this there. And then he slowly got his phone out and was like... And put it into like Japanese And He went, "Oh fuck!" And,
1: uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> keeping the shop. it together, keeping and it together <laughs> until his head exploded. The shop
2: looked up, and we—I was like, "Let's, uh, let's just go." So let's we went, just we leave found going. a shoe shop where it was only two thousand pounds. Only two thousand pounds for two shoes, right? Okay, and that cool. was where we met yeah. Kenneth Branagh. But uh, Kenneth Branner was in there getting his shoes done. So. But, <laughs> ah, cheap skate. But clearly, he's come <laughs> back. And what annoyed me the most is, you know, those shoes took three months to carve. Yeah, and he's just never ever worn them. They're in a, f- a cupboard in
1: North Japan. And they're not coming out. So, were they delivered to his house with like international mail, or did he actually have to pick them up? Kenneth Kenneth, Branaghan delivered them. Kenneth Kenneth Branaghan delivered them when he's filming something in Japan. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I mean, I find those sort of things an astonishing waste of uh, time and money. (laughs) But I would say that I love watching a, uh, I've spoken about this guy before, he's a bodybuilder slash um, shoe fixer from Tring in uh, (laughs) Hertfordshire who uh, has got a YouTube channel and he just basically um, works out. And then works on shoes, and he oh, and, and wow. he's just he, the amount of. Wait, what's the channel? This is a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's what's like it tr- I think it's just called Tring Shoe Repair. That's you. How do you find these obscure channels like down I the don't cracks really of not, YouTube? I, d- I think when you're sort of into like uh, watching Obscurity. men of a certain age uh, open up old hi fi's and video game systems from the seventies and eighties, uh, I think the YouTube algorithm goes, "Yeah, he probably likes a block fix and shoes, doesn't he?" But like watching him, like the amount of like the variation and the way the the angles of attack to fix a shoe like unpicking all of the stitches and then it it ceases to be a shoe anymore it's in a weird shape now you can't do anything and, and but he manages to get it back together sewing it so beautifully <laughs> painting the, the the sole of the shoe red in, in certain uh, things like making you know certain glue that you've got to use um uh, sort of liquid <laughs> cork that he pours into the to the shoe it's just there's so much stuff going on
2: you're just shooting in thumbnail boots and stuff we're talking about when does a shoe cease to be a shoe it is Lots yeah if
1: you unwrap it, it's busy unwrapping a shoe and he's like, "Well, you're not going to get that back together. but he of does." The ship yeah. triggers
2: broom. It is bloody hell, man! Well, it's good to be back in the UK. That aside, uh, I'll check out the shoe shop. I'll yeah. show Nat probably bloody, bloody love it. You love I'd it. Like, oh, wow. Let's go. Let's go to the shoe man. Yeah, let's go and see him. But yeah. that's all he does when he comes. He buys shoes. He buys some tea, and then he goes home and tells right. the people what he saw.
1: Did he? Uh, did he go? Did he go to Fortnum and to get his tea? Because that's always a place where every every um, tourist wants uh, to. Straight sort of after
2: this, I've got to go to Fortnum Mason and buy the shop. For Christ- I haven't bought any fucking Christmas presents because it's been such a wild week being yeah. punched in the face and doing events that I'm like, oh, I've just got to buy everything in one shop in Fortnum <laughs> yeah. Mason. Fortnum Mason, for those of you who don't know, what well, is like a department store where everything's
1: branded by Fortnum Mason. Jam, booze, and tea. Exactly. All under one roof. All you it's need for like a good night out. All
2: by Royal Appointment and all that. Work. That's right, Royal Appointment nonsense. And mm. uh, I'm going to buy it all. And all my family buy. like, wow, Chris, all the presents seem to be from the same shop. <sighs> yeah. Like, wow. Correct. Just good quality products and not a lack of time. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Although, a minute ago, when I was buying my Kinder Bueno breakfast mm. and my Walker's packet of crisps lunch, mm. I went to the newsagents and there was a woman just clipping her fingernails all over the counter. And I wow. was like, wow, I forgot what it's like to be in a country where people just don't care. <laughs>
1: like,
2: very odd. Um, but yeah, it's been weird. Like, the first thing I did when I got back, I bought a bottle of water. Yeah. 11 hour flight from Los mm-hmm. Angeles. I was knackered, jet lagged. I ordered a bottle of water in the vending machine. It went... And they got jammed in the vending machine. And my water didn't come out. Good and that was stuff. the first thing that Solid. happened. It literally happened last time. <laughs> last time I was back in June. The first thing I did was order a Kinder Bueno again. Yeah. And it got stuck. Why? Why? Wow. We we can build jet engines, we can send man to space. Why can't we have a fucking vending machine that
1: works in the United Kingdom? I don't mind that it doesn't work. I just don't want I, it's just they're always in the most rancid of places. They're always you can just sort of put your hand in and, and, and you just know there'll be some grot that someone's put in the tray. <laughs> it's just it's just very uncomfortable. It's me. not good, and
2: and literally seconds later, my baggage got stuck for an hour, and everyone lost their baggage, and then right, okay. <laughs> everyone was standing there. When the bags finally came out, everyone went, <laughs> yeah, and I forgot we do that in the UK when things yeah, go wrong. It's exactly, great. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> everyone had a good laugh, even though it was an hour of shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, so yeah. was your introduction to the country after uh, <laughs> after. Uh, so, so chess box. We've not really spoke about the chess box, I all the previous uh, uh, podcast was, of course, about that. But um, indeed, you had a good time. No,
2: yeah, no, I did. It was great. It was like the most stressful, surreal, dream-like week of my life. Like, uh, I just, I so I came into Vancouver first to see Sharla's family, mm. uh, Victoria, Vancouver Island, to be specific. 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 <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, saw that kinder bueno in my mouth, and uh, and then we went to LA, and luckily yeah. I was over the jet lag by that point because it's a seventeen-hour time difference.
1: Yeah, that's a big. I mean, that's almost. It's like eight fine, hours, really. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, okay. Right. But it's not. It's because you, you sort of
2: you take off on like Tuesday. Like morning, and you arrive on Tuesday morning, and it's like, what's happened?
1: This is why uh, Hulk Hogan, um, Hulk Hogan, uh, said that he wrestled something like six hundred times in a year. Um, And he wrestled six (laughs) hundred times in a year because of the time difference going back and forth to Japan. He reckons he he, he wrestled like more time than could uh, you know any wrestler could possibly do, even if they're in the same place. (laughs) You can literally break time. You can can break time, but you 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 are ignoring the um, important part of this story. Is that Hulk Hogan is a massive fucking liar? (laughs) (laughs) Everything Hulk Hogan says is a lie. (laughs) Well,
2: he had some problems with Gorka, didn't he? When remember when Gorka immediately yeah he killed Gorka.
1: I mean that was very much um, you know he 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 won that, but. All of his other stuff, I don't think he'd take his, his other lies to court. Or his lies to court, rather.
2: Well, I was in his neck of the woods, but <laughs> over in L.A. L.A.'s an interesting city. I mean, I've, I've seen it in so many movies. I felt like I'd always been there, mm. but I definitely hadn't. And the plane came in, It was, and we, we sort of flew in over downtown L.A. and did a lap over this, the whole city. It was really cool. Yeah, cool. The Hollywood sign, the old skyline. And you, you'd not been to L.A. before? Never been to L.A. i have only been to Seattle and Florida. This is my first okay. time in America in 14... Years and I was like, "What's changed?" That's wild and, that you've kind of yeah, you've completely you've gone. Yeah, I know you're there kind of, like every fucking Friday. Well, I don't know. Just I'm off of to Atlanta like... now for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I have to, a proper reason again. I have to have a <laughs> good did. reason. Yeah, I did a chess boxing match, and uh, you know I saw the Hollywood sign. That was the first day. It was small. I was like, "Oh,
1: is that it?" It's a. Ra- Why well, it I mean, bigger? It used to look absolutely raggedy, but then I think they'd bleed. I redid they bleached it. it. Yeah. When was that? Seventies, eighties. I bleached or? it. Right. Okay. It looks it looks nice, it's nice, but it's just not as
2: big as I thought it was. But then you can see it from the other side of the city.
1: Yeah. I mean the amount of money that they the amount of money that they have in Hollywood. You think that you know an actor could sponsor a letter or something mm. and just have like <laughs> make it bigger and more razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle. But I
2: mean mm. it's a, a city I've never seen such disparity in all my life like, yeah, uh, like I stayed in the downtown Skid Row area to west Hollywood well, I, the I was staying like four blocks from sort of Skid Row in downtown mm. LA and it's, you know there's, there's there's a lot of issues in LA that needs to be fixed. I sort of talked about it with Pete and uh, the last one cuz mm. then you go sort of 5 miles west to West Hollywood and mm. it's like the nicest place on earth. Mm. And it's just so, like, wow. And there's, like, billboards, all these actors. And it's like, everyone's... But I didn't run into any celebrities. I was like, where are they all? Bring them to me.
1: No, have I seen, yeah, I think, I, I, well, I went all the way to um, West Hollywood and stayed in The Standard, which isn't there, in, there, oh, in there anymore. I but... stayed in the London. The London? The London. Oh, the London. Of course it was. The London Hotel. Well, I had um, McFly staying at my hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> such I a like, letdown. You feel like sort of grabbing all of them and going, guys, Be go good. home. There's, I mean, McFly. You're just not going to make any market penetration here. No. For crying out
2: loud. You McFly. Stop trying to be busted.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And busted are trying to be I'm trying to think Everyone, of a, a very, very streak. inoffensive version of, of whatever Blink one eighty two represented. Like a <laughs> like a really a really sort of like flowery, rubbish version of some forty one or well, something
2: what, like that. I don't know. The sheer irony of being in Hollywood looking for celebrities, right? I was like, Where are they? Bring them to me. I didn't see anyone. <laughs> yeah. I spoke to some staff, they were like, Oh, we saw Tom Holland and Zendaya last <laughs> exactly. Tuesday. I was like, No. And then I went to another restaurant and I tried to do like a one upmanship. I was like, they saw Tom Holland over the <laughs> room. <road>. Who did <laughs> you see? And they went, we had the entire Marvel cast in here. I went, all right, you've won. And fine. technically Tom fine. Holland's and I are part of that as well. So you got all the, the pieces of the all pie. All of them, yeah, correct. But like, I couldn't see anyone. And yet uh, <laughs> I came back to London. And the place where we had the event uh, yeah. on Saturday, the yes. Picture House in uh, Piccadilly in London, they had Tom Hanks two days ago and Daniel Craig last week on the fucking same stage where I was. Yeah, that's so right. I was like, oh, yeah, they're that's all here, right. aren't they? Also, if you want a celebrity, don't go to
1: Hollywood, go to London. They're just there. So it was a good I'm trying to think now, it was a good um eight hours, I think. So eight felt like, hours? Well, I, like so it kicked off the whole event kicked off at four o'clock on Saturday, right? That was the first oh, yes. that was the first viewing, the first tasting session, so to speak. And you did two hours of the show.
2: Yeah, so for this this abroad in Japan ultimate Christmas party. Yes, it,
1: uh, we had about five hundred people come. Some people didn't necessarily know it existed simply because you know, unless you catch the the the, the Twitter post about it or uh, the Instagram post, it possibly wouldn't. Have, I, have known. Yeah, I think we I did pre- mention it on the So I
2: praised it on Patreon because right. I felt like. The, they, you should know, they should dibs. get first yeah, dibs because yeah, yeah. they support the channel. Then I think we did it on the podcast and we also did it on Twitter for the last right, remaining okay, tickets. Yeah. But I removed those posts after it sold out because I didn't want to mm. annoy anyone. Yeah. It's a difficult situation. Like, I don't know how many like great sort of viewers and fans we have on Abroad in Japan. It's mm-hmm. probably in the hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got two million subscribers, but really at the end of the day, it's more like probably 500,000 people that actually care. Who's active. And right. it's like, how do we get them all in one room? Let's get Wembley Stadium for four days and done, mm. um, but we didn't. We didn't have that sort of time or capacity, so we got a, a little cinema. Uh, well, London, one of London's <laughs> best cinemas in the center of the city that had about five hundred seats, and we stuffed everyone in there. Yeah, um, if it went really well, and uh, I do think I'd like to do something next year. So even if you didn't get to come, guys, don't worry. I think there'll be a chance <laughs> next year. We'll get Pete Dancer back. But um, yeah, ten year celebration of in Japan, and we had this sort of elaborate joke where. Yeah. Sort of went in was Pete American Pete was the host. He did a fantastic job. Um We were going to get you to do it, and I thought I'll let you have a break. Oh, I you've think, been, I, think I think you definitely hard.
1: made the, the the right choice there. Um, he's a uh, charisma bomb. I've said it before. He's yeah, Not, not only it that,
2: but it's just really funny. It's his first. It's American Pete's first time in the UK. He literally came out of Heathrow Airport and went, where's Prince Andrew? He promised to meet me. I wanted a royal welcome. <laughs> and I like, sorry to. probably probably don't want that one you picked the wrong one yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) but like uh, and then I came out we had a bit of a chat and then I went oh I'm so sorry guys it's a bit bad news though Natsuki couldn't make it and everyone went oh and the whole energy left the room everyone was depressed and I was like well you know the flight time now because of the war unfortunately Mm. it's 15 hours from Japan to the UK it used to be 10 and uh, Natsuki's very busy over Christmas and to be fair that is both of those things are true bloody true and uh and I was like, but Natsuki's made a video message, and uh, we'd like to share that with you now. And it was uh, like an elaborate short film we'd made, about five <laughs> minutes long, where Nasky's like in his salon in Japan, snowing, and he's looking at a photo of London like, oh, London, gosh, it was fun. <laughs> It'd be great to go back one day, but not this time. It's just <laughs> really over the top. It was lovely. It was beautifully done. And then a man walks in. And the man's kind of obscured. He's like a foreigner with a big, deep, booming Canadian kind of Lovely voice. voice. And Natsuki's like, what do you want? He's like, I want to I trim. I've got a very <laughs> long journey coming up tonight. And Natsuki's like, oh, long journey. Where are you going? Okinawa? And he's like, no, son. Much, much further than Okinawa. Oh. And then Natsuki's like, what do you do for a job? And he's like, oh, nothing much most of the year but uh december can be kind of busy <laughs> and then natsuki's like oh i know the feeling i've got a busy month and then natsuki sort of pats him on the back and a <laughs> fucking naughty list falls out of his pocket mm. and it's got like <laughs> it's got like uh vladimir putin prince andrew and Ryotaro on it yeah the ultimate naughty list and natsuki's like oh it looks like a list and he's like oh it's a, a very important list it's very long this year <laughs> and natsuki's like well oh, i won't look at it and I think by this point, you've probably worked out who the man is that's mm. walked in. He's mostly obscured. I did a, a job where I kind of like tried to hide his face while we are filming it. I do not want to show his face. Um, but he's very much uh, a, a sort of a large guy with a beard. A younger version of Santa. It's it's sort so. of, imagine Santa if he was like 40, 30, 40, 41. Imagine if Santa was 41. Right. Yeah, And then he goes to leave and Natsuki sees a, a big comically large golden key. Where did you get the big golden key I got it from? on Amazon. Oh. There's a big key like Silent Hill but it was broken when it came. Right, this fucking key it was snapped in half when oh, it arrived. No. So if you look at the video you can see there's <laughs> <a> sellotape underneath <laughs> the key. It's like tape trying to hold it together and Natsuki picks it up and he's like oh Sama, sir you forgot your key. And he's like Natsuki you keep hold of that. Oh. Something tells me we're gonna need it tonight. <laughs> and then he walks down the door into like the snow. <laughs> and Asky's like, "What the actual fuck is this guy on about?" And he goes charging out the front, I'm spoiling the entire thing. <laughs> uh, but he goes out the front. There's a Christmas hat on the floor, and he's like, "A hat? A key? What?" And then there's a reindeer goes Pfft. and like a,
1: a CGI reindeer that looks frighteningly good. That was yeah, a good, like really, that reindeer. Really right? good stuff. Because it was like, uh, um, what? Where did you get that footage of the reindeer? Shutterstock.com. Nice. It was just like a little kind of it was um, keyed um, out. Silic silhouette. Yeah, of yeah.
2: And because it was like, I mean, if it was bright, you could have seen it was a very obviously CGI reindeer. Right, because okay. I like made it dark. It was it, because it was nighttime when he walked out front, there was snow. It kind of looked real. <laughs> yeah. And Natsuki that is like, a reindeer? A key? And he sort of puts it all together in a very, a scene that probably took too long. He's like standing on his porch looking at these three objects like, mm, oh, I'm working it out. Oh, I get it now. I got the <laughs> reindeer. And so that cuts to the Natsuki riding a sleigh with all the reindeer over Tokyo mm. and all over London and then the fire
1: escape like opens and Natsuki bursts in riding a fucking <laughs> re- blow up reindeer like, yeah, it's like it's a blow, so good. blow up Santa costume with little mini legs like he's been carried by a reindeer to the Journey Across Japan soundtrack it, <laughs> it was epic and we filmed it
2: all I know we probably spoiled it now but like it's so good. We filmed it all. So that's going to be going up on YouTube in a few days. So even Lovely. though you couldn't make it to the event, you can still appreciate the magic. And, you know, it was a nice moment because whenever you prank someone like that, 500 people, and you see their faces drop, you think, oh, I don't want this to last long. I need to try and cheer <laughs> uh, them up fast because this is yeah. sad. And everyone was so happy when he burst in. And, it really, yeah. and then we gave him a bucket of
1: Marmite and some horseradish. And he was physically sick into a hat. In front of the entire audience. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will say that certainly by the second uh, helping, I would say of horseradish <laughs> and uh, and marmite, um, he was being sick <laughs> into a hat and throwing it. He he, he was spatted out into a hat and then he threw the hat over the stage, which meant there was just fucking like horseradish sauce all over the floor. Um, I felt bad for spilling beer on the uh, on the stage, but yeah, he de- he definitely won up me on that one. But, but the but he. I mean, twenty four hours earlier, we went up for a little little bit of food, and um, Natsuki had drank too much, and it was very hot downstairs in the in the in the restaurant. And he mm. went out, and he was actually projectile vomiting in the street, <laughs> hilariously. So. <laughs> 24 hours later you're feeding him fucking Marmite and, <laughs> and really creamy horseradish sauce I do feel bad for that he travelled 8,000 miles yeah. just
2: to be physically sick in the streets of London <laughs> on the stages of London yeah um, it's good stuff but I mean you know he didn't have to do fifty hours he did it in the sleigh that's true yeah I, he did I, do that Yeah. Oh, how long Are we keeping up the joke he's got this big silly inflatable reindeer <laughs> and I'm like what's the ro- reindeer's name he's like Ryotaro and then he punches the <laughs> shit out of the reindeer <laughs>
1: Good on brand, pretty That's sinister. On yeah,
2: yeah. Um I was like, "How long did it take to get here?" And he's like, she's <laughs> like fifteen hours." I'm like, "No,
1: I'm the slave." <laughs> I'm actually. the slaves, I'm a magic slave. It was imagine slaves. Oh, one know. second. One That's second. Fucking hell. <laughs> but we, um me and Chucky's partner Nick, uh, we uh, spent a, a little time putting together. I mean, a really wonky sleigh that came from Amazon. No instructions, um, or very bad instructions anyway. Uh, we brought it out briefly, and then uh, uh, Premier 2 Pete just uh, sat in it and broke it. <laughs> you, you spent so long on this this like, wooden, elaborate sleigh. And, oh, and it was a, still shoddily put
2: together. i not Am- that very clear. American Pete sat on it, and there was a horrible, like, crunching sort of noise. <laughs> like, oh, that was bad, but... <laughs> I think the event went well and we did a game show like Would We Lie to You where we had to read out some lies and guess if they were true or not and I yeah. and at the end of it I, I think I met every single person that came to the event I think uh, every, yeah. everyone got into a queue that went out the cinema doors
1: and I signed postcards and took photos of everyone It was, it was so brilliant. many people and, and and you so with the first helping of the show that was four till six and then between six and eight you were doing the signings you and Natsuki and I was helping out here and there I popped out for a burger at one point and absolutely killed clattered my ankle so hard uh, that I couldn't walk afterwards and um... And then you went, you went straight into the second show. And then the second oh, yeah. signing after the show, um, they they turfed us out. They turfed us out of the cinema. We had to, do, you had to do it out in the streets <laughs> at one point. It
2: was ridiculous. I was on the streets of London with a big queue of a hundred people signing autographs and uh, taking photos. And, yeah. And, and to make matters worse, viewers that didn't know the event was taking place were seeing <laughs> me was on the street going, "What the fuck past? is Chris here? And joining the queue. <laughs> so it wasn't just the people in the event; it was just generally the British public. But it was good uh, stuff. It was good. It's you know, it's always good to meet everyone and just what's so nice about doing this is I'm not because I'm not a proper celebrity I'm just a YouTube guy Mm. when you watch a YouTuber you're watching like a real normal person it's not like a celebrity and you've interviewed every celebrity under the sun a lot of them have to sort of hold back themselves behind a wall and they have to sort of play up (laughs) their persona whereas it's just like if you meet me in person it's like you've met me like the guy you've seen on the screen so Mm. it's nice just to talk to everyone like a friend like a friend I haven't seen in a while Mm. so it's not awkward at
1: all I, well, it's just so nice. It's and, helped um, by the fact that all of your um, uh, people are incredibly, incredibly um, lovely. Like they're all. I actually, do think we're very lucky. Like everyone I met was just, just awesome and fun and normal yeah.
2: and good. Yeah. Like, I'd, yeah, we're very lucky. The viewers of Abroad in Japan are just the best people on mm. earth. So yeah. that's the good thing about doing this, right? You attract the people you who sort of appreciate what you do and. Yeah. Uh, we're all on the same boat, like in the same thing. Mm. So yeah, I don't think the event could have gone better. Before the event, I was like, I don't want to do an event ever again. Because with the <laughs> um, the rail strikes and uh, which, you know, obviously I'm sympathetic with the rail strikes, but like it was, it meant that the 500 people had lots of trouble getting in. We had people mm. coming in from Newcastle by car that would normally take train or from Scotland flying mm. in. And uh, I, when, the, when the, the the strikes were announced, I thought, well, we're fucked. Mm. I thought the room's going to be empty. And
1: I was fine with that. It would have just been Natsuki being sick into a hat in front of six (laughs) people. By ourselves, yeah. But a lot of people had come down through um, on the bus. They'd sort of uh, driven and parked out in like Westfield and stuff and, and got the tube in. So... For those who kind of missed out, I feel really sorry for them because it was, there was there was so few options. But well done everyone who got there. And not only that, but like there was a, a real sense of one-upmanship.
2: I was like, "Where are you from, guys?" There were people like, "We're from Leicester," and they were like, ooh, Leicester." Ooh. And then someone was like, "Well, oh, I'm from Scotland." Oh, hey. And then someone was like, "I'm from fucking Australia." From and it's like yeah. the furthest person we had was Texas. So well done, Texas. <laughs> uh, and I was like, "If you come for holidays, like." No, dude, I've come through this. I was like, "Holy shit!" Holy moly, won the that prize.
1: makes you feel like you really have. I gave okay, an extra special fate. I eight. mean, I will <laughs> say, I mean, good, good, good on you and uh, Ian and, and a few other people who sort of put put the shot together. I mean, it was right up to the wire kind of stuff. You were still editing a video it, one minute into the intrigue, show. Intrigued,
2: <laughs> Dickhead, Chris, Broad Japan fashion. I had a highlight reel, uh, which will be coming out soon on Broad mm. Japan uh, at the start of the show. Yeah, I was editing that and rendering it out in the four minutes before the show I think four <laughs> minutes before the show started I finished everything <laughs> what a bell end but yeah. I worked really well under pressure I bashed out yeah. that video in like 50 minutes and so normally it would take like two days because mm. I'd sort of work very slow I'd be like oh, I've earned a break after five minutes and go and look at a wall When you're under pressure, you do actually work really well, and I well I do. What about you? But I'm well. You're very much. I mean, I
1: mean, you do most of your best work between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Anyway, if we factor in the jet lag of it was 11 a.m. 3 a.m. Yeah. How how is how you sort of dealing with that? We'll we'll take a short break uh, in a second, and then we'll talk about the rest of of the year. uh, How you see it working for abroad in Japan and what you've you've got on. You've got a couple of big old projects uh, in the fire. Uh, Hmm. But uh, but first things first. How are you feeling right now? Let's take, can we take an ad break? I want to break break open now, my then. crisps. All right then, cool.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.
1: Oh, I miss the taste of British crisps.
2: I don't know how, I don't know why, but British crisps are the best in the world. I've travelled far and
1: wide. Mm. Japanese crisps are shit. You know they're which just ones? have that that satisfying crunch. They're you know which? One, you know which ones are the like the, the worst in Japan? They're like these. Um, All of them. They're like they're in like a Pringles kind of pot. Oh, don't. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. They're disgusting. I, absolutely disgusting. They're, they're they're really brittle. Yeah, imagine Pringles,
2: brittle.: Imagine Pringles, but awful. Like, yeah. I, imagine, like, really cheap Pringles, uh, where the Pringles just taste like cardboard and flavourless. Yeah, really but horrible. Whenever you're on a, a ferry going somewhere, like Yakushima or Sado mm. Island or these, like, obscure places, that is the only thing they have on the ferry. And, they,
1: and they'll sometimes have, like, this sort of sort of cheese and onion, maybe just really salted with little reds, red and green flecks on it. <laughs> uh, those little chips, those kind of, like, long chips in the same kind of packaging. It's horrible. I just,
2: I just don't know... It's, I don't know if it's necessary that Japanese crisps are bad, but British crisps are really good. Like we got it right. I don't know how, got it right. but it's good to be back eating crisps
1: in a room with Pete Donaldson. Um, yeah. Where were we? Where were we? Where, Where were, were we, we for crying out loud? Uh, we were. Well, basically, we were kind of rounding off the last couple of weeks for you. Um, well, obviously did you watch the boxing, the chess boxing? I did. Yeah. Well, I kind of skipped through the, the what? chess bits. What the chess bit? I what? Find, Well, to be fair, they I find they, chess quite difficult anyway.
2: They fucked up the camera view, so
1: it's a real shame actually. Because I was watching
2: it back, and you can't see things the unfold in real time right, necessarily. Okay.
1: I very much like the fact that the chess kind of thing comes down. That was amazing. That's a lovely little touch. Yeah, because
2: obviously they couldn't have the chess board... I, I thought they were going to like have a guy come in, set it up and sort of do it in between rounds. But no, they had the ceiling come down.
1: Yeah, nice. The last um, time I saw that happen was in a uh, a big nightclub in uh, Jeju in Korea. <laughs> like the band came down from the ceiling. Bit, chess I'm came one down.
2: Yeah. Stop the fun. A bit of chess. Stop the fun. Yeah. It's time for the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> um, it was a, a, a fun event. I mm. Yeah, it still feels like a daydream. I remember going into the event that morning and I we had a... Like a you know, VIP box for the crew. Yeah. And uh, I was up there looking down on the stadium with, you know, 10,000 people, whatever. Mm. I was like, wow, this is fun. I can't wait to watch. Oh shit, I'm going down there. (laughs) That's
1: going to be me down there.
2: So weird, man. Like, I I remember in the sort of 20 minutes, half an hour running up to it, my... Fear, like anxiety level spiked. Mm. I don't know if you've, if you've been on a roller coaster. You know when you that those sort of moments leading up to going over the edge and and going down, mm. you sort of build it up. You're like, yeah. oh my god, here we go. Oh, it was like that. And I felt and I remember looking at everyone going, "What the fuck have I done? What the <laughs> fuck am I doing this? What a moron! Why am I here?"
1: And <laughs> you I, gotta be careful getting punched in the noggin. What? what why careful. didn't you tell me that beforehand? You just gotta be careful. Now. Why didn't you tell me that before yeah. I went in there? But I. uh
2: I, I've tried to reanalyze the fight and what went wrong mm. and in my case a lot of things went wrong I think everything went wrong the fact that I didn't put up a good enough fight I had to mm. change to a sort of defensive posture when the guy changed and uh, I got a guy that was built like a brick shit house. Um mm. you know he wasn't the best boxer he was new to it himself but uh, yeah I remember the first hit I got in the opening seconds in the first round he got a right hook to my head and I got this have you been hitting the head hard? Ah, uh, when I was very
1: young, I suppose. Yeah, you get uh, stunned. It's a really
2: mm. surreal thing mm. being hit hard in the head, and uh, yeah, there was like a one second delay. I'm like, oh, what the, oh. And <laughs> what I remember looking thing? at him and being like, holy shit, I'm in a fight <laughs> in front of three hundred, <laughs> three hundred thousand people watching that instant around yeah. the world, and uh, it's just the most surreal thing.
1: Mm. And I, yeah, so and the first round, I'm shit. I'm just like running away, like. Ah! But you kept, um, but you kept him at distance. Which I, think I kept him at distance because he, he had a, he had a longer reach than you, and he's a bit taller. So it was he just was just taller, like, longer
2: reach, and that meant I, it was hard to launch an attack. Um, especially given I only had three months of training, hmm. so my footwork was all right. If you look at my footwork, it's not too bad, and my, I keep my
1: gloves up the whole time. I keep defend, well defended, did which you is tra- did you train a, Did you train a review? Your, your 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 fight and give you give you pointless for the next one. Not yet. Well, I think I can give myself some points. Hit the guy <laughs> in the face.
2: I'm annoyed I didn't launch enough
1: attacks, right. but I remember being really out of breath
2: and really exasperated. Like, I don't mm. look tired when you watch it back, but I'm so destroyed. Um, mm. It really takes it out of you, especially as I was moving so much, right? Yeah. When you're moving, you're throwing punches, you're dodging, you're blocking, yeah. the adrenaline, like, it, it destroys you. Mm. And um, it's a miracle I was able to last three rounds. I think mm. that was the real, where the training really paid off. Mm. Then the third round, I had the energy to keep moving. And yeah. I suspect... He didn't, which is why he didn't launch more attacks or get more aggressive. But, right. Um, you know, I talked about this before, but I, I was going to win chess. I messed up because I, I was I was doing really well on the chess. Like, I was so close to winning um, in the second round. And then just as I was about to launch my attack, we went for another round of boxing. That mm. destroyed me. I came <laughs> back like panting out of breath, destroyed. And, uh, and uh, I just forgot exactly what my plan was. And I moved the piece in the wrong way, and I have lost it, the queen. And yeah, man, it was it was a disaster. After I lost the queen, whenever you lose a queen in, in chess, your motivation
1: and hope goes out the window instantly. Yeah. Your mobility is reduced massively, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you feel like you're done. You must, a lot of people just give up there and then, but yeah. don't give up. Keep going. And in my case, you know, I realized I was still one up, one minute up on the clock. Yeah, yeah. So as long as I held out long enough, my strategy changed from checkmate to last long enough and don't get checkmated. in mm. that strategy sort of paid off but yeah I've learned a lot from it and in a weird way I would like to go back and do something again maybe just the boxing (laughs) honestly I I, I do I'm massively conflicted on it on the one hand I feel like I let myself down on the boxing so I'd like to prove myself and prove I can do it Mm. because I didn't feel like I displayed much there Mm. maybe I'm being hard on myself because I only had three months of training and even then it wasn't like three absolute continuous months it was like sporadic days in those three months because I'm trying to do everything else but I would like to go back and do better. And um, and the boxing was really, really damn fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting hit in the head is pretty scary. Yeah, I wouldn't. I it's, wouldn't like to do that. It's trading <laughs> off. Like, is it worth it? Because I really think you could get seriously injured. Now, a few people came out of that fight with really bad concussion. Other fighters. Yeah. Was there, was, yeah,
1: there, was, a, was, there um, was there a knockout in the in the actual chess boxing? Oh, I don't was don't there know. A, oh, there might certainly, have been one. one. that
2: we, they, they got called
1: off. I think because he. Had his head bashed in.
2: There might have been one where they got punched and they fell to the floor. Mm. I didn't really see. I know my fight was the longest, right. I think, of the entire event. Because oh, it? Okay. it just kept going somehow. And um, yeah, we went the full seven rounds. Mm. But uh, yeah, I would like to do something more. And, and also, you know, this this whole year has been about the fitness journey, right? In June, I set this target being the fittest I've ever been by the end of the year. And uh, it's been going well. Until now. <laughs> until now. Kinder Bueno for breakfast, Christmas right. lunch. What have I become? That's like a meal deal. Apart from the, There's yeah. no sandwich involved. Tesco meal deal, but without the cap sandwich. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd like to keep it up. I know I'm under no illusions. I'm probably going to put some weight on over Christmas. I probably already have. Being in Los Angeles, Vancouver and London, not great for your health. When all the restaurants <laughs> are like, would you like mac and cheese? Everything. <laughs> um, but I want to keep it up. And I, the stuff I've done this year, the cycle across Hokkaido, the, Sort of fitness challenge, mm. uh, the Spartan race sorry it's just the most amazing when you, when you finish these things when you finish cycling seven hundred kilometers mm. or you win a chess boxing match or do a Spartan race and come out victorious like the 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 sense of sort of achievement's incredible mm. It's nothing can top that mm. um apart from maybe like finding a prize in the crisps. <laughs> when you get like a five pound voucher. But, like, it, it, like, yeah, the sense of achievement is so big and overwhelming that it doesn't hit you at first. Mm. Like, it takes two, three days. Like, for all of those things, chess boxing and uh, the cycle in particular, I didn't realize what I'd achieved until sort of 72 hours after. Because mm. when you, the day you finish doing something big like that, your body's depleted of like serotonin and energy and life. And, and you, you just sort of here. crash, right? The whole day's a write off. It's like, it's weird. It's <laughs> like you have a hangover. Yeah. Probably because I did have a hangover, but but you do get like a hangover-like effect when you when you do something big and incredible and it's over with. I don't yeah. know if you have you ever had that um, when you left Hartlepool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't generally have. I mean, usually what I have after like a long trip away is just just sweats because of alcohol withdrawal. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I, I guess after like a, an event where you're like on stage or something, or at, like the end of a long tour, I think it is a bit like, well, what next? What do I who am I? <laughs> There's a little Who bit am of identity I? as well as a Who am I? What have I, sort I become? You've spent so much time sort of thinking up. But you you you're, you're um putting uh, going two-footed into uh, yet another challenge which is uh, writing a book in about a week. <laughs> you've got a bit of writing to do. You are you're, you're nearly there but you've uh, you've got a book that's coming out pretty soon. I've got a book to write. Yeah. I a, a
2: deal with um Penguin Random House, ha- you know, Penguin. Proper guys, penguin. yeah. Not no. not a literal penguin in a not room. Not a literal it's penguin. Not Pete Dawson's zoo mean, again. Trick. A real penguin. <laughs> I've got a deal, and um, I've written a lot of it, and I, I've had a fucking great time writing the book. People mm. are like, what are you writing a book about? Mm. Uh, it's just about ten years living in Japan. Yeah, going in chronological order, all the stories and things that I've had to sort of keep out the videos all this time. Yeah, and there's a lot. Um,
1: but the yeah, filth. No, it's the filth and <laughs> the
2: fury. Meeting Pete Dawson. <laughs> Explained <laughs> what, really real what really happened. Really <laughs> happened. But,
1: uh, yeah, I've, I've written a lot of it, but I've got to write a lot more. And uh, Who's writing the forward? Is it uh, Natsuki? Forward. Pretty cool book. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool <laughs> book.
2: I want to, I want some money from it. Dot, <laughs> dot, dot. Natsuki. Um, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun, but uh, I do have to write it. And so it's like, just as I finish one major challenge, the mm. next one arises. Space him uh, out a bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Space him out a bit more.
2: <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's I do idiotic. say yes to say much. And... Um, I think I need to not do yes to so many things next year. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, what a great year. Uh, this year was going really badly. If you'd asked me in June how the year was, I'd be like, shit, it's right. rubbish. I hate this year. If you ask me in September, I'd be like, nah, it's going all right. And if you <laughs> ask me now, it ended with a bang with all these great things. And even though uh, I've not produced as many videos as I'd want wanted because of everything going on mm. and uh, the whole brand's tanking as a result... Mm. Patrons down, views are down, revenues, everything's shit. <laughs> basically, if I look at my business as a whole, uh, YouTube is a disaster.
1: You've started a Facebook hustle, Facebook uh, videos. You put them up on Facebook, which we we didn't have before. So there's that as well. I do, yeah. So we now,
2: I, if you follow the Brown Japan Facebook page, it suddenly got good, right? Yeah. Um, we've got a, a team like making videos there, and they're doing a great job. Hmm. Um, but not sometimes they make some mistakes. Make so, some mistakes. Because Facebook videos I'm not really a
1: Facebooker myself. Yeah. I use it sometimes to talk to people, but So you don't really know how what works for people on Facebook I content-wise. Don't, I I don't know what the people want. What do they want, people? What do they want? I don't know.
2: But you know, we've got a lot of views, we've got hundred thousand or something people on Facebook mm. and uh, so we've got videos there. But like the team did a video. Do you know that video I did a few weeks ago called Twelve Things I Hate About Japan?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well <laughs> uh I'm f- Maybe I'll hold off till the next podcast about this. Right, okay. It's a good topic, but I got a lot of hate over that video because they <laughs> they trimmed the video, but they left out all the bits where I said I like Japan. <laughs> um, yes. oh, I'll talk about it in the next podcast. Look, that's what happened. I got mean, some great hate time. comments. That's
1: the thing. You're out there, and people, you know, and and, and you know, people can cut you down, but it's fine. fine. People can cut me down. But good. I
2: come back like a Stronger. eucalyptus tree.
1: Like some I rise. Write... not <laughs> 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 Fucking knotweed. Fucking knotweed. Is that it? Fucking is 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 like knotweed. Foundations. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: it's great to be back here with Pete Donaldson. I'm going to be in the UK for a solid month now, so we can actually cool. hang out together. old job. And discuss life in Japan. And hopefully, very soon, you'll be coming over too.
1: I've got plans in my cello it, yeah. case, and it was you know what meeting a lot of the people at your um, the brunch band, they uh, big, you big Christmas festival. When are you come no, back, Chris? When are you well, come well, back? Well, they, they were asking like, "Are you? Have you got any plans? Got any plans? Like, well, I didn't, and, and I don't at the time, but um, it was nice to sort of speak to some people who just come back. Who literally was mm. there? Was a couple who were at your Halloween event, which is quite funny.
2: Yeah, there was like I as people coming to meet me. I like I recognise you from mm. October from the Halloween party. Yeah, there's a few people. Yeah, who made somehow managed to go to all the events. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I think I could host an event in like Antarctica, mm. and I'm going to do it, and we'll see who turns up. But there'll be people there. <laughs> yeah, definitely like, coming in my helicopter or parachute. They'll be there, but uh, certainly. But we'll be doing more events next year, for sure. But it's Christmas. We'll be back in the next few days, guys, with the next podcast. Now that we're here, I'm going to munch on my crisps. Keep the stories, questions coming born Japan podcast at gmail.com. Till now. Until then, rather. Till now. I just want to eat then. these crisps, goddammit. Yeah. I'll see you later in the week, guys. Have yourselves a good one. God bless.
1: Bye.